0: Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate for another exciting live episode of The Quack Report, which we do every Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific time, if you're just listening to this after and you're like, live episodes, what? Um, or if you're new, brand new to the show. Uh, yeah, YouTube and Twitch at Quack Report Pod is where you can catch us live. We, uh, we'll get some comments from the chat up earlier, potentially, if... Uh you know if they if they're appropriate if we feel like, you know, engaging with other people, you know, sometimes we're a little introverted and we just want to like not
1: engage with other people. So <laughs> you just ignore all the I comments. think I, th- I think that's more for you <laughs> overall. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely for you. So, I'll try to bring them up like it's if we're in the middle of like a good talk, like unless it's relevant to it, I'll like wait until yeah. there's a second, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, typically we will get to the comments.
0: So. no, yeah. No, yeah, and I, I always love hearing from the chat too. Just uh Yeah. It's a bit, maybe I don't know I'm trying
1: trying a bit you're just you're just helping that you are definitely the introvert out of the two of us, oh, yeah, oh, th- <laughs> that's not even the question, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like you're just like reinforcing it, just like if there was yeah. like just the you know like that point zero one percent chance of doubt in anybody's mind, that just solidified it, yep. 100%. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent yeah uh, yeah, that's um. Yeah, I think
0: uh, that's really all I got to say for uh, you know <laughs> where where to find us and all that kind of jazz. Because otherwise, you you've already found us. You you know where we are. So
1: yeah, I mean, I quite report
0: pod, I guess on the socials. We can plug that too. I usually leave it yeah. till the
1: end, but yeah. yeah, there you go. Not where we live, though. Please don't try to find where we live. No, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess yeah. we've said the city enough times, but like specifically where we live.
0: Yeah, I please
1: mean, don't. <laughs>
0: if if somebody like messaged us on Twitter at Quack Report Pod, and was like, and like messaged you like the Google maps of like your house, like, or like the Google, uh, like street view of your house, what, like, w- would you be like freaked the fuck out or would you just Absolutely. be like, yeah?
1: Absolutely. Uh, like would you they, be upset?
0: Like, they, would you, would it cause you to move? Would you be like, we got to get the fuck out. We got to move somewhere else. I got to like throw my phone into the river, get rid of every piece no, of like location tracking technology ever
1: and just like start fresh. I don't know about that because I do like where I live. To be honest with you, <laughs> it would just be a quick phone call to the police, I think. But um, yeah,
0: what if it like wasn't even malicious? What if it was just like you know a regular chat listener, and they were like, "Yo, I found out uh, like where you live," and then it's if, like they got like the Google Maps. view. feel you like, you're like, no, like feel unlocking like you're your car. Or not,
1: yeah, no, I, f- I feel like you're tr- if you're trying to find like my house it's a bit more than just oh let's go for a treasure hunt and see if we can find Nate's place like no there, there there's something behind that there probably
0: yeah oh well, what if they just like what like they wanted to send you uh like a duck's hat or something like they found one and it was like then you can um, then
1: you can message me and probably ask for my address but even then yeah, I, <laughs> I i might not do it that way we'll see
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> open like a po box or whatever
1: yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Um but I don't know. I was thinking yeah. like I I probably like unless it was someone like I'm going to come to your house and like murder your entire family kind of thing, like then I would be freaked out and I would I would do something about it. But if someone was just like, "Oh my god, I found where you live." Like this is is this you like standing in front of your house? I'd just be like impressed that they found that, honestly.
1: Yeah, okay. You know what? Like you put it that way. Yeah, just impressed in that sense, but other than that, I'd be a little freaked out, especially yeah. considering like um I guess, like, my main thing of social media is Twitter, right? And I think out of, like, my personal account has, like, over 900 followers, I think. And I maybe, off the top of my head, five know, like, where I live, like, have been to my house kind of thing.
0: Yeah, that's fair. When you said personal account, I thought you meant, like, not the Tate Namas one and i was like oh. <laughs> but that's the that's the only one i follow you on like are we not good enough friends yeah, I, I got a burner
1: i got a burner whenever yeah. you see that there's a quote uh tweet on one of your tweets but you can't see what it is that's my private burner that i'm just <laughs> it's, the entire thing is just dedicated to roasting you
0: <laughs> you know sometimes that does happen so
1: like it does yeah
0: Where like i get a quote tweet tweet and i can't see who it is are, are you sure you don't have a burner
1: I'm positive. I've thought okay. about it a few times, honestly, just to Actually. fuck with some people. But oh, okay. um, I was going to ask what you
0: would use it for, but to fuck with people. Is a to, good
1: to fuck with people, response. or take a look at like a couple of the accounts that I'm blocked on that I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have. Or, you know, like, would it be nice not to get blocked? Like, as a Flames fan, every now and then you want to see the type of shit that Eric Francis tweets out, which I mean, I can take a look just on the TQR thing as well, but I'm trying to, you know, leave that mainly duck stuff. I guess on the yeah. feed, and if you keep searching up Calgary stuff, it'll put more of that in there. And I'm like, I, I have my normal, like my my personal account for that. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's fair. But yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Well, yeah, maybe
1: I'm gonna make a burner after this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> go for it, do it.
1: <laughs> Just
0: like start disturbing the peace over on Doc's Twitter. It'll be great.
1: Exactly. No, I think we. Yeah. Uh, I think we already have our dedicated person for that, and they don't come around on Twitter anymore. So. <laughs> Fair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I mean, anything else exciting going on? First half of this week for you?
1: Nothing too crazy that I can think of offhand. Yeah. No. Nothing. Cool. Yeah. Nope, Nothing so here either. So. Chill. I guess. So.
0: Excited for hockey to start again. Like, I mean, I know hockey was going on last week too, but. Um. Neither neither of the teams I really pay attention to were playing, so I just kind of didn't watch any hockey.
1: Yeah, I had it was like a week off from Anaheim, obviously, but and Calgary, like they had the same amount of like the, they, the, they same, the amount same amount of time off, kind of thing, and, like started both on the Monday and whatever. So yeah, yeah, I kind of just like obviously like s- I still saw highlights or whatever, or, like listened to like thirty two thoughts and yeah. stuff like that, right? Still kept in the loop that way, obviously, but yeah, mm. just kind of didn't really do much so mind you though wasn't able to probably watch much hockey anyway with the amount of homework that i had but that's fair it's uh yeah it it was kind of nice just to decompress every now and then a little bit right even from something that you enjoy right just being Mm. so wrapped up in it as you and i are it's Mm kind of nice just to sit back for a second so
0: it is a lot to be able or to like not be able to like i I guess like not have to because like we, we do miss the odd game but like it is a lot that every night, basically, there's a game that you want to watch on. Whether it's, for me, Edmonton and Anaheim, or for you, Calgary and Anaheim. Or even just like, you know, just throwing something on while, you know, where you're at home by yourself and you just want something yeah. while you eat dinner. And you're like, well, I'm just going to throw on hockey. Like, it, it does get to be a lot when it's just there's always a game on. And then when you don't have a game on, I'm like, like the first day, I'm like, oh, sweet there's like no hockey like I can just do literally whatever I want and yeah. by day two I'm like just some
1: somebody <laughs> just like give, give me a hockey
0: puck please like it yeah, just exactly. feels so weird
1: <laughs> someone, someone high stick me in the face come on yeah. um, see no I'm not that way like I enjoy just having games on or that kind of thing but having mm-hmm. to um, like be wrapped up in like almost every detail of both those teams right the Ducks obviously because we talk about it here and uh the flames because every now and then i'm still so brought on to some show or another yeah let uh, talk about them as well so i it, it would be nice to know what the fuck i'm talking about i guess right yeah and then just to compare things around the league right like i'm trying to keep up with league news as much as possible and so i'm like mm-hmm. as dove into that as i can be and whatnot and so yeah it gets a little tiring at times but um i don't know i I, I love the yeah. sport though but so. we
0: obviously still enjoy it we're still here every week yeah what, a, what, a, what is this two four no yeah 238
1: episodes later so yeah exactly so and yeah like like i said like for me the like having the like just having a game on kind of thing like that's uh it's almost like uh what what's the word i'm looking for here it's like, a, com- like com- it's, like, comfort- it's like a comfort zone yeah, yeah. almost you're just like, like have um, a game on in some way or another or like mm. or highlights or like uh like the Steve Dang, Steve Dang- it's on Sportsnet or yeah. anything like that so
0: mm. you're right there is a term for it though it's like how friends it's like the comfort show but there's like another term for yeah. it yeah so like, for like you know 90% of people they're like oh my god friends is like my comfort show but uh, yeah there's another word that's not yeah I, d- I don't remember what it's called offhand therapy show
1: no.
0: Safe safe zone? I was going to say anxiety show, but that's not it. <laughs> no, but it's like... ah, oh, It's going to bug me. I'm, I'm not going to be able to go, go through the rest of the episode.
1: Is it not just comfort show? I don't know. I, th- I thought there was a different word
0: for it. Maybe it's just because I'm thinking of comfort food. Comfort oh, maybe. shows, maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, BuzzFeed has a 19 comfort shows that feel like a warm hug. Article. So I guess it is probably just just comfort, a comfort show. show. Yeah, yeah, sweet. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go with that until BuzzFeed comes out with a new article that has some new hip lingo <laughs> on it. But yeah,
1: but I guess um, before we get started, what's your comfort yeah. show? I don't think I've ever, I've never. I guess like seen you like in the time that like we lived together and everything like that. Like have, like a comfort show. I don't know. Do, like, yeah. do you have one?
0: Not really. There's. I don't really enjoy watching things more than once. Okay, like, whether it's a movie or a TV show or or like even like a, books when I have time to read, like I don't generally read the same book twice. Like it, it okay. takes a lot for me to watch or experience like some entertainment thing multiple times. Um, I, the only exception to that would be like the big f- like film franchises, which would be like, you know, Marvel or like Lord of the Rings. But like it's not like I watch them like, you know, every month or something like that. Yeah. But every once in a while I just get in the mood for it. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go through all of the Marvel movies or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, right. oh, I just want to watch all of the old Spider-Man movies. So, but it's been like, oh my God, I haven't seen that movie in like five years, 10 years, whatever. So,
2: yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Or it's like to watch a show with somebody else that I've seen, but they haven't. So then I'm like watching it, knowing what's coming up. But again, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I'm like anticipating things that are happening and watching their reactions. So yeah, I guess I don't really have a comfort show.
2: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah,
0: I I guess probably the closest... uh, I I guess if I had to pick one, I'd say How I Met Your Mother because like every once in a while, I'll just throw on like an episode of
1: that. Except for the very last one. Well, yeah. I I still remember like when I started that show and you were just like just you kind of brace yourself for the last episode he's like he's like it's it's kind of controversial like you might yeah. love it you might hate it kind of thing and i think i called you as soon as it was done i was you just didn't. like what yeah. the fuck was that yeah <laughs> but so. just i'm not i'm not going to spoil just in case anybody hasn't watched it yet and was planning on it kind yeah of thing but um i'd have to say if i if i had a for show brooklyn Nine. oh that's a good one yeah yeah and if it was available, because it, it was for a while in Canada, but that '70s show. Oh yeah. Oh, have you seen that
0: '90s show? 90s? Yeah, I've watched it already. Have? Yeah. Cool. Would you recommend? Is it I a would call? recommend it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's cool. still it's it's definitely like its own thing, but yeah. it still like has that feeling, I guess, of that '70s show. That's not trying. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's not trying to be nostalgic, except for when like. You know, uh, like a That 70s Show cast member makes an appearance kind yeah. of thing. Then it's kind of the, oh, hey, look, it's them. But after that, it's just, yeah, okay. It's what it would be anyway. So yeah, yeah no, I, I enjoyed okay. it personally and I'm hoping there's a oh, second cool. season. I haven't heard of one yet, so. Yeah. But Great. yeah.
0: Yeah, if anyone else has a comfort show, then feel free to let us know, unless it's Friends, because that's everyone's answer. I mean, if you like Friends, that's cool. Like, it's a good show. But yeah, if you've got like a, But yeah, I think. I don't know if like your comfort show is like I don't know NCIS or like something like that. That's like I feel like that would be
1: an obscure one. I don't know. Maybe 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 not. not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure though. I've seen Brooklyn Nine Nine through at least three times, maybe four. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always down to watch to watch that show. So. Yeah. And the, or, and or Dexter. Wars.
0: Dexter would be a weird comfort show. There, we, we'll go with that. Yeah, one. that one would <laughs> be. A weird so it's one. like, yeah. The, the point is that it's uncomfortable. I think yeah. I've never really watched it, but yeah, or something like Criminal Minds, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. The, the more weird ones. But yeah, um, one thing that's not very comforting, generally, <laughs> is uh, experiencing Anaheim Ducks hockey. So can, can I give uh, you? I, I was going to yeah. say
1: actually before because I didn't know where to put. This exactly in the outline. Okay, but you also gave the perfect segue. But but uh, something maybe more uncomforting, I think, than watching ducks hockey. Um, so if you, I don't, I don't know if you saw this on the Ducks' social media. Uh, I believe they put it out today. Yeah, it was today. Okay. Um, so they advert. The Ducks are advertising their superhero night. Uh, mm-hmm. when the Sabers come to town on the fifteenth, there. Okay. And of February. Yeah. Okay, so in a week, um, and they're doing these uh, Trevor Zegers action figures. Okay. Um, for I haven't first, seen this, so it's going to be my first raw the first reaction. Ten thousand right people in attendance get one of these figures, and I kind of want one. Um, so that's a case where if somebody wants to mail one to me, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: get get on it now. Get finding them on Google Maps. That can be yeah. a weekend activity.
1: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> we will give
0: you a head start. It's in Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah, so here's the here's the toy. Okay. Right. So it's the it's the I, it, it's, re- it's, it's the, the reaction the from the reaction. Yeah, yeah. From the, which I I still love that they're like obviously you know he's going to be part of it, but Sonny Manolano, like they're still like clearly showing him in everything, even though he's not a duck and just signed a three year deal in Washington. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have kept him. I'm just saying. Maybe. Um. But like. Like I like I like the idea of doing the suit like doing like a figure's action figure and they I don't think they've mm-hmm. really done anything besides like the dude shirts for that moment. That's still That's true, you know, like a, a big thing, I packages. guess. And, yeah, and uh, on highlight packages or whatever. But like and and I get it, it's a it's a semi rushed figure for a hockey team. But like man, do they have to do Trevor this dirty? <laughs> yeah. He looks like a blow-up doll. <laughs> Honestly, that was the first reaction I had. He looks <laughs> like a blow-up I, doll. Tell I, me. I, I mean, that was me my I, first
0: reaction too, so you're not wrong. Okay. But I was
1: gonna say, yeah, like tell me I didn't just ruin this for you.
0: No, right? no, like, like, like you literally like, pulled it up and I was like, <laughs> they're I, I know what they're going for, but that's a. that's <laughs> that's, that's something.
1: The yeah. lifeless wide-open eyes. The too open, even for that moment, uh, too open, like bright red mouth. Yeah. Uh, on the bright
0: side, it's not like the size of what you would find in a blow up doll, so we don't have to worry about that.
1: But it's uh, it it's something to say the least. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's for sure.
1: I, I'm I'm keeping this picture specifically though, uh just for shit posting.
0: Just like that zoomed or like, in,
1: Or like meme reactions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, yeah. Keeping I'm keeping like,
0: it. Like so when the ducks are like down three nothing at the end of the first, and then you can just like post that on there. Yeah, exactly. Because like <laughs> just his facial expression too looks like, oh holy fuck. It's not yeah. like it's not like, a, oh my god, did you just see that? It's like a I wanna die inside kind of expression. <laughs> Also, did they just not... Is there not a stick with that? Because, like, obviously in the picture, he's holding a stick.
1: There's just not a stick.
0: Hmm.
1: By the looks of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Unless they edited it out of the picture just because it might have been awkward, but, like... Yeah, yeah it's possible. It, it is just... Yeah, there's no stick.
0: Yeah. I uh, I, I if I, w- I would hope that they would have a stick because, like, every good action figure comes with accessories, so... Yeah, exactly. It should definitely come with a... <laughs> If the helmet's not removable, it needs to come with a stick.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Exactly. Uh, we got Andrew in the chat here saying, How are you doing today? We're doing good, Andrew. How are you doing, bud? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, now we can get into the into the games, I guess. Yeah, let's do it. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, just needed to share the Trevor Ziegris. Blow all action figure. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, I, I like how you were like, I didn't know where to put this. So I thought, let's just open with it.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and
1: not, not like, oh, let's
0: put it at the end so that hopefully, oh. like, all the kids that are listening are like, oh, oh I'm no, going to front bed and now. center. Front and yeah.
1: center. This it's is what like, you're
0: getting. This is, if this is anyone's first episode, they're going to be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's. <laughs> that's where we're going okay <laughs> okay timmy you're not allowed to listen to the quack report anymore <laughs> this is for daddy only or mommy <laughs> Oh uh, man, yeah uh, so we'll start back on monday night first game uh after the all-star break for the anaheim ducks and, and to the play Dallas the stars ah. hey uh and this was a shootout loss for the ducks but i mean the fact that you're Going all the way to a shootout and getting a point against the Dallas Stars is pretty good if you ask me.
1: This is a game that like, throughout it, the Ducks should not have been in on this. No. They shouldn't have been. They got outplayed in every fucking aspect. Oh,
0: well, yeah. What else do you expect?
1: Ex- actually, no, before I even say that, I should maybe double check. Uh, I was going to say except for goaltending. But mm. Jake Gottinger did do pretty good as well. Yeah, overall 32 saves on 34 shots. Yeah. Uh the Ducks had seven high danger chances. But then when you compare mm-hmm. that to John Gibson, who is the reason that we won this game? Oh, yeah. 12 high danger shots against. Um 11 high danger saves, 39 saves on 41 shots against. Yeah, that's that's pretty good.
0: And high danger chances?
1: Um oh, for the for the team. for the stars, yeah. Oh, high danger chances for the. Or, oh, I said I said they had twelve high danger shots. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. missed that. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, a few more. I mean, five more than the Ducks, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, twelve to seven—that's that's a significant difference. I would.
1: Yes, yeah, especially for high danger chances, right? And considering the amount of shots the Ducks had as well, of thirty-four to forty-one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little bit of a a little bit of a difference there so um. yeah
0: uh andrew saying stars playing tonight against the wild yeah last i saw it was 3 nothing which was just a few minutes before we started recording so i don't know if it's any different there now but they're uh, they're taking it to the wild uh,
1: so. 3-1 in 3-1 the 1 second intermission yeah
0: oh, okay yeah um I apparently blacked out for like the first little bit of this D- Ducks stars discussion. Did you do the deserved to winometer and expected goals and all
1: that? That's no, fine. I didn't. But oh, join okay. the club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, deserved to winometer eighty two point one percent in favor of Dallas. Just to drive home the point that I was making that the Ducks uh-huh. should not have been in on this game. Uh, and the expected goals was five point two four for Dallas, two point four five for Anaheim.
0: Yeah. So really, a a good goaltending. I, I I don't really want to call it a good goaltending battle because I but it just kind of more says like great oh, Gibson had a
1: display by Gibson. There yeah,
0: I, I, but I mean with uh with Ottinger, like he you, you know, you round up to three goals for Anaheim and uh, he only allowed two. so like kind of looks like he still had a, a good performance, but yeah, um yeah, it just sucks that like by expected or goal saved above expected. Gibson outplayed Ottinger but he still didn't get the win
1: yeah and I mean what else is new um, but that also is just like almost every goalie against the Anaheim Ducks this season as a whole right that's true yeah so because we're because usually with the goaltending we're especially for Anaheim we're either talking about like oh it was great and was a big reason why this game was so close or that the Ducks won this game even or something like that, or it's just, yeah, goaltending wasn't great either, plus no real help in front, and the other goalie most of the time just did their job. Right? Yeah. So, like, there's a, there hasn't been, I feel like, too many spectacular performances by goaltenders on the other side, just because they haven't really had to.
0: They don't have to. They yeah. haven't been given the opportunity to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of Offensive producers here. Uh, Silverberg got his first goal in 15 games. Uh, yeah, he's been quite, I don't even want to say snake bitten. He's just been quiet for a long time.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that does happen when you're on the third line. Um, I forgot kind of like, like you like kind of recently, too, relatively, right? Who's sorry? Lundestrom? Yeah.
0: Yeah, who was like normally yeah.
1: centering with him, so like yeah, been, so like there's he been re- line shuffling over the last little bit, so it's yeah, hard for been anybody playing with
0: great players, yeah. or he hasn't like been playing with the same guys consistently either. So it's it, it does make sense, I guess, that he would struggle, but for a guy like Silverberg and like what he's kind of done over his career before, like he's been. You know 20 30 goal like I feel like he was close to 40 a couple, like kind of in his prime. I don't know if he ever got there, but um,
1: uh, no, the most goals that uh, has ever scored was the 18 19 season, so just before we started, uh, so, 73 games, 24 goals.
0: Oh, so he's never even hit 30. Wow, okay. no, um, but I mean, it's he's just always been a
1: steady producer because he Is went on, he went on a run guy? between 2014, um and 2020 before uh that season got shut down um 39 points 39 points 49 points 40 43 39 so he's already he's always okay. around that 40 point mark right but he's just okay. um he, he was one of those guys that was part of that face of the franchise kind of thing right especially having yeah. an a on his chest that's so. fair that's fair
0: yeah um yeah i don't know i guess i just like expect a little bit more consistency from him, So it's just like weird when he's not consistent, but you're, you're right The everything around him hasn't been so I guess you can kind of give him that but also when he's this, playing on like he's more than a third liner. So like if he's playing on the third line, he should theoretically be, you know, produce be able to produce consistently. But
1: yeah, this year is a little bit of a downer year for him, though comparatively oh yeah um in 51 games he's got 13 points now um compared to 53 last year or he got 21 mind you mm-hmm. he was playing second line last year um yeah for the for the most of it uh by recollection but um yeah it's been kind of a, a, a rough go for sulferberg this year kind of overall so
0: mm-hmm. yeah no for sure um and yeah, Max Comtois, you had some uh stats for him here.
1: Yeah, he was kind of sniffing around the net in this game. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get a goal, but uh yeah, five shots on net, uh two high danger chances, and uh he led the team for expected goal percentage as well. It's uh rounded 75%. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he was he was sniffing around, but uh just one of the few guys I guess that made it kind of difficult potentially for uh for Audinger there. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, it, here I, I can let you talk about John Klingberg as well here. Since uh, yeah, sure. It was just
1: got, uh, this uh, is like uh, the stuff. one note I had like specifically about like a player that uh, when rewatching the highlights again, I mm-hmm. um, just have here John, Cl- uh, or yeah, John Klingberg owns owes John Gibson a wagyu steak dinner after his fuck up in the second period.
0: Oh fuck, if we're going by <laughs> by those standards, he he probably owes Gibson one for every game he's played so far this year.
1: <laughs> but especially that one, because it's a it's one thing to like, you know, fumble a pass or something like that. This is a clean pass across the ice that Klingberg just lets go past him, hit against the boards, and oh shit, there's Tyler Sagan. Yeah. Takes the puck, right? And he's he, Silverberg or not Silverberg, sorry. Klingberg's just, like, standing there, like, oh, what the fuck happened? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Gibson, though, making uh, one of those three saves that he probably shouldn't have. Um, on uh, I, I forget who even took the shot. Second passed it off, and uh, Gibson was in the splits and then fell over in the splits, got his arm down uh, by the goal line and mm. stopped it. So they,
0: they talked about this on the broadcast too. That's the second time that Gibson's made that save in, like, I, I guess the last two games because we played Arizona just before the break. That like totally yeah, out of position in, and sprawls Arizona in, does it with or the in, uh, um... in overtime, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, well, on, was, on, was it, was it, yeah, it was, it was overtime against Chickrin. yeah. I, yeah.
1: Good, um, I, can, I can remember some things,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so like. It's a uh, it kind of reminds me in a way of the Vasilevsky, like behind the back glove save, you know that he was there. I mean he still sometimes does it but like there was a string of a few games over he's one intentionally season intentionally
1: trying to do Where it. he was yeah.
0: intentionally doing that where he's like okay I know I'm out of position but like this works and it looks really cool. Um it, this almost like seems like it's kind of Gibbs one of Gibson's things where like uh, he knows he's out of position and he like he sticks out his leg in a specific way to be able to quickly like lay down without like you know slamming his body on the ice. Um, yeah, and, and then he gets into the position to make that save, and you know realistically should he shouldn't have to, but he's playing on the Anaheim Ducks, so he has to <laughs> try and make those spectacular saves there you go. Uh, just to you know keep things interesting, I guess. Um, but it's almost kind of becoming his thing. I know it's only been a couple games, but if we see it a couple more times over the next two, three weeks, then it's it's sort of the gibson save.
1: Yeah, and I think the the end part of what you're saying there uh is your argument against it being a Vasilevsky thing where like Vasilevsky was intentionally trying to do that almost yeah. uh at a, at a point, right? He's just <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to I'm going to get back on the highlight reel with this kind of thing because I know I know I can do it." Which in fairness, right? If it's a skill that you can do and you've practiced. Yeah, go and, for and it. And it works, yeah. Yeah but john gibson is he's making that save because he has to he, i don't think he's thinking yeah. about it in that case he's going shit 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 there was no one on top of the crease here and he is cutting across and i this is the only thing i have left yeah <laughs> besides <laughs> like swinging my stick and even then mm. that's not going to work so. but
0: but even then like a lot of goalies in that position do just like kind of reach to try and like you know swing their stick or poke check it or they or they're like, I'm out of position. I'm just gonna look at it because there's nothing else I can do yeah. at this point. They're like just gonna watch them score the easiest goal of their life. Whereas Gibson isn't giving up on that. And even if he looks dumb because he doesn't save it, at least he's like trying that
1: save, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Most of the it, time it depends. But, most of the time he's trying. There's definitely some yeah. that he's just like, Yeah, fuck it. And those are the ones where you're like, okay, you definitely had a good chance there, though. But yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, uh whoever decides to go for klingberg uh at, at the uh, upcoming trade deadline uh which uh, from Frank Saravali on the Daily Faceoff show today sounds like uh Calgary Seattle and the Islanders are potentially in the mix um mm. or at least are, are fits uh mm. for a John Klingberg trade um yeah. if it is one of those three teams that gets him or any of the other teams uh yeah I hope, I hope they have fun with that so yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, those teams,
0: too, like, they seem like the... Um, I don't want to say the most desperate, but they're definitely the teams that are like, we know that we can make the playoffs and we can potentially make some noise in the playoffs. Like, you're not just going to get swept if you do happen to squeak in. Yeah. Um, those three teams, Calgary, Seattle, and the Islanders, seem like the ones that are like, okay, we know we're not necessarily, like a can like a contender in the sense that like we, our expectation is cup final and anything below that is not okay like these are the teams that are like if we get in we're happy but like we all obviously want to still make a push um so i i think that and i think that's kind of what you that, that's the only team that's going to pick john klingberg mm-hmm. any team that's like no we're going for it this year like, this, that is the ultimate goal. If if we yeah. fin- don't finish with a Stanley Cup, this season's a write-off. Like, th- that sucks. Um, I mean, maybe not Calgary. Maybe they don't fit quite into that mold. But they fall on, in my um, biased opinion, the desperate mode of, like, we need to do something because what we have isn't working. We know we're on the cusp of a playoff spot. We just need to get a guy that hopefully can help salvage this season. Um maybe to an extent the Islanders, but I mean, they did just get Bo Horvat, but I think Klingberg would be like that extra piece to push them
1: into the finals there. Yeah. I, I don't think your take is too biased when it comes to, uh, to, to Calgary, especially. Well, that's good. (laughs) Um, yeah, that's definitely been a a conversation on hockey Twitter of like, should they be buyers or should they be sellers? Should they just stay pat? Mm -hmm. Um, and whatever, but, uh, Yeah. Uh, taking a look at like kind of who are those top teams uh, Vegas uh, again within the division but it's wouldn't be the first time that Anaheim and Vegas have tried to make deals at least um, there was obviously the one uh, last year with uh, Dodonov mm-hmm. um that uh, d- didn't happen after it did um, yeah. Ryan Getzlaff was nearly going there he said so himself um, yeah but uh, yeah, so Vegas maybe because hey, no uh, Mark Stone might have some until game um, one of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, might might have some money to, to to throw around a little bit here. Yeah, um, Seattle though is that team that's uh, sitting in second, and I would be very surprised if they got pushed out of that spot uh, in the division. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's like another in division thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like for for me, is post- it not a forty chess move
0: to trade Klingberg to the someone in your division? A little. That to see four times
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> that is, if I, uh, I guess I'm thinking of it in terms of like, okay, wherever Klingberg goes is where he's gonna resign, right? Uh, because he is a, a pending UFA. Um, so I guess that's where it's okay. Yeah, give, if if he if he decides to fuck off out of out of Seattle after the fact. Yeah, sure, that works. Take your, uh, yeah, take a prospect and a top end pick from a divisional, not rival, but like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, someone in the um, division. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of works. But then if you have to play against him, that's where I'm kind of always kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe let's stay away from these seven teams in particular yeah. because you have to play them quite a bit. So, hmm. um, just done in this case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, does Dallas want him back? They're sitting first in the in, in the Central Division, and uh, there's a reason they're first Western in the Conference? Central Division. Yeah. compared to, la- compared to last, compared to last year, they don't have John Klingberg. Game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's definitely not the reason. But, uh, well, and, but uh, what else anyway, has changed um, on their roster? A, a more more solid goaltending base. They have the same goalies. Ottinger's the same. Wedgwood yeah. is new this I year. I guess. I guess he's new. So, And he's been playing great as well when Ottinger's yeah. been out, right? So who, their back-
0: been, who was their backup last year?
1: Uh, last year? year, I think was it was Holtby, I think, was still around. Oh. Yeah, Holtby was still around, and there was always kind of yeah. in and out kind of with that even. Um, Winnipeg, yeah. I don't think, is a team that really needs somebody of Klingberg's no. skill set, to say. Um I don't think so. Boston's just in on everybody and we have trade history yeah, with him. So why for, not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Toronto's normally a team that's looking for defense, but I don't think they really need to this year. Personally, they, they've done yeah, fine. It's and, kind like, of and that's okay, yeah. it's been, that's been with losing guys throughout the season as well. Right. Yeah. Um, Carolina is a possibility. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure about New Jersey offhand but yeah just kind of like looking at like the top two teams uh for each division there yeah dallas vegas seattle uh boston carolina would be kind of like my picks for like those top teams that are looking like they're gonna make it yeah or i I guess in boston's case are Are 100 fucking percent sure gonna make it yeah um but yeah i guess yeah, and it is kind of interesting, actually, taking a look, uh, at least for right now. Two of those teams mentioned in Calgary and the Islanders are both just sitting outside the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Again, desperate
0: enough to take Klingberg. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, a- Andrew here, he did say uh, yes, which was, I think it popped up when um, we were talking about uh, Toronto there, because I know he's a Toronto guy. Uh, he says yeah, Toronto right. always gets injuries as well. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, you have Klingberg as. I guess I don't want to say Morgan Riley Insurance. I guess whoever the second pairing defenseman is, I don't follow Toronto enough to remember off the top of my head who that is. But
1: trying to think of who that would be. I listen enough to the Steve Dangle podcast. You think I know the entire fucking roster of the Toronto Maple Leafs by now? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look here. That's oh the Problem
0: with these east coast teams is I, I f- can never remember who's on them because I don't watch them play enough. Uh,
1: currently, it's so first line for the Leafs, Morgan Riley, uh, TJ Brody. Mm. Um, so I guess maybe even Brody I, I guess Brody insurance, insurance. yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah, of his, when he I, I said
0: second pairing, I meant like second on the depth chart, I guess. Yeah,
1: um, same side too. Currently, the second pairing is uh Justin Hall and the oldest player uh in the NHL currently, Mark Giordano.
0: Yeah, I mean. Honestly, I think that Klingberg is a better replacement for one of those guys, probably.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Rasmus Andine and Timothy Lilligrin, which are doing just fine from my last knowledge. Oh, right.
0: Muzzin. That's who I was thinking of. But yeah, Muzzin's out. He's been out for the
1: entire season, though. So I don't don't really count him in that right now. Like, I know technically, yes, he's on the injured reserve, but Mm -hmm. it's almost a question, I think, right now of like, should he even play again? So.
0: Yeah, but I mean Klingberg would kind of fill that hole because muzzin has been a staple back there for quite a few years
1: for Toronto. Yeah, exactly. So
0: yeah. um anyways, we got quite far off of the uh Ducks Stars game we're, we're I mean, coming we're up on trade Klingberg, deadline. But, we're coming up yeah, on exactly. trade
1: deadline. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're literally less than a month away. It's March 3rd, so uh it was when trade deadline is, so that's uh we're kind of looking forward to that. And then now that Horvat has moved from uh Vancouver to the Islanders, it's uh, that's kind of the first domino to fall, and now we're going to see a, a lot of other moves
2: happen. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I, directly
0: I, because of that, but now like the the market has been set for trade deadline, so now teams know what to kind of ask.
1: Market's been set for centers, I guess. Yeah, I, f- I feel like unless or, or forwards I'm, in
0: general. Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like unless there's just somebody I'm missing offhand. I feel like Klingberg is actually the first domino to fall for defensemen this year. Potentially. I mean, we'll see who, like if Chickwin goes before Klingberg. But. Oh yeah, that's true. I, but I I feel like he's not going to.
0: There's also Edmondson, who's um, rumored to be traded and has been for a while. Uh, there's someone else out east. I can't remember who it is, but
1: hmm. yeah. I am taking a look here. I'm just trying
0: to pull Oh no, I'm up. thinking Carlson, sorry, who's out west, but he's another guy that's rumored to go, so.
1: Rumor to go, but how is any team going to fit that under their? Cap? It would
0: have to be a double retention.
1: Yeah, exactly. Be, so. yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, we'll, we'll maybe get into some trade deadline a little bit more next week or the week after because we got uh, some other. Actually, yeah. Oh, oh boy. We just keep scrolling here. Yeah, we got lots of stuff yep. to talk about. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do the Blackhawks and Ducks game next, which uh, went to overtime but went in the Ducks' favor. This time with a three-two overtime win. So uh, the yeah. battle of the mids. Mids, the bottoms, the, not even the power bottoms, just the, <laughs> just the, just the bottoms. I
1: was about to go, oh, that sounds suggestive, but then you went with the power bottoms, and I'm like, oh, okay, we are going suggestive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I specifically chose mid, not bottom, because the deserved to winometer at 58.9% in favor of Chicago goals uh or expected goals not too much of a difference 2.58 for uh Chicago uh 2.05 for Anaheim um and then the expected goal percentage for both teams uh 55.7 for Chicago as a team uh mm-hmm. 44.3 for Anaheim as a team just Middle of the line for everything. (laughs) Yeah. And like even looking at the uh, just the expected like cumulative expected goals like throughout the game kind of thing. It's just uh, you could almost put a a straight line through both of them. It's just Mm -hmm. there it is. That's it yeah that, that, so thats what one it is. of these teams
0: <laughs> will eventually go above this line while the other one's below it. and it, yeah. it could go either way
1: <laughs> when you when you look at like the chance of uh like winning for this game, it is like just over fifty percent for the Blackhawks on for the vast majority of the game, except for the times that they held a lead and that was when mm-hmm. it was one nothing and two one. then it jumped to seventy yeah. percent. Or 74% about. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it was like just sitting above like fifth, like just at like 55, just below.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically until you got to overtime. Then it was like yeah. straight at 50. <laughs> so yeah. just mid the entire time. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, okay. That makes and, sense.
1: And that first period too, shots 9-6 in favor of Anaheim, if I remember off the top or, of my head. Or the way
0: I prefer to say it, 6-9.
1: Ah, there you go. Um yeah, just a mid period as well. Just not cool. a whole lot going on. Really not a whole lot going on in this game in I mean general.
0: Did uh <laughs> did anybody expect this to be like the most exciting matchup of the season? Like, like I the, the, the most
1: high the, like considering like who both these teams have while not doing great, um the most high-profile name that scored last night was Seth Jones.
2: Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> like I mean, and and Patrick Kane got an assist. I think that's kind of it in terms yeah, of like the big names.
1: Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it was Jason Dickinson was the other goal scorer for Chicago, and then, um, for Anaheim, Vetrano in overtime, uh, obviously. Yeah, that's that would uh, be which, it. yeah. Um, we
0: we kind of know it because we follow him, but I don't think a lot of more casual like fans would really know who that is.
1: Name, I guess, yeah. Um, but also, Petrano, six goals in his past ten games, Incl- like that nice is including that hat trick. But that's that's better than we were seeing, right? So I oh, think sure. he, yeah. I think the snake might have loosened its its jaws a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's uh, Brett Leeson and Jason Megna. Yeah. Scoring for Anaheim, the fourth line. Yeah, exactly.
0: We, uh, sorry, we also got five in a game here saying, What up, boys, uh, watching us on Facebook as well. So, uh, what what's up? going on. Five in a game. Good to see you. Uh, um, thanks for joining the chat. I think if I, I, don't, I haven't recognized your name before. So, welcome.
1: Yeah, welcome. But, uh, yeah, just not a whole heck of a lot. Brett Leeson's, back uh, in the lineup for the first time since January 19th against Columbus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um, Got two goals on the... Or two points on the night. Sorry, not two goals. Um, Jason Megna scores his first uh, NHL goal since 2017. Yep. The Ducks were in the playoffs the last time that Jason Megna scored a goal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, and I did go and count just to see because he... Has played a lot of time in the AHL. Uh, mm-hmm. How many NHL games? 97. Oh. So the guy's uh, no, played over 98.
0: That was, okay. was 98. Well, 97 in between. And then in the 98th game, he scored. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so so
0: I, got, go, I, <laughs> I went and found stats too. So
1: <laughs> over, over a full regular season of games played without a goal. Yeah. So and, uh, but yeah, put up two stats or two, put two stats put two points, two points on the stat sheet jesus yeah.
0: christ <laughs> um I, I went just a touch further than you on those um and also just for some context on his 98 games without a goal or 97 without a goal i suppose 98th he got the goal uh he he has only played 187 games career nhl games so like not a ton but that also kind of begs the question if you go 97 straight games without scoring a goal what do you like? Why are you still in the NHL? Like that just like why like, are teams willing to fair, like? He what is
2: wasn't <laughs> well, yeah, he wasn't no, but like
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, but like, <laughs> and obviously this is 187 more games than either of us yeah. c- individually or combined because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's been a big fat zero have played in the NHL, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, J- Jason Magno
1: like, still like. Throw our jock straps into the rafters with oh absolutely he can do on the ice.
0: Yeah, no, that's not even a question. But like, what's like what what does he bring to the game that NHL coaches and GMs are like, you know what we could really use? And and I mean, maybe this is a question for Pat Verbeek at some point. You know, we can tweet into DuckStream and uh, maybe someone will ask him eventually. Why why, is this the
1: guy out of everybody who's been on the waiver wire this year? And there's been some good players. Why is Mm -hmm. this the guy that you decided to claim? Because you could have probably had almost any of the other ones, especially when you were sitting 32nd. You would be first in line.
0: Yeah, exactly. you want him?
1: He's yours. Yeah. Why Jason McDonald?
0: It's free. It's free real estate. Really, like... Yeah. There's, there's been tons of good claims this year, and the Ducks have not been part of any of them. And you can't, honestly, you can't even make the, oh, but his brother plays in San Jose, so there's that rivalry, and he, it gives us a little bit of an edge. No, he plays in there. Seattle now. <laughs> yeah, he got traded. So, like, fucking get, get rid for of this guy. For a
1: fourth-round pick.
0: Like, thank you, Magna, for your goal and your assist to help us beat the Blackhawks so that we don't get Bedard. Like, thanks, yeah. thanks, man. I really appreciate that, but, like, come on. um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's... Again, not to I'm not trying to shit on the guy too much because he's played 187 more games than I have in the NHL, yeah. but I, I just don't understand like what...
1: Um, he's played for five teams over that span. The yeah. most games that he's played in a single season was 2016-2017 with the Vancouver Canucks where he had 58 games played and put up a career high. Oh, no, sorry, not even a career high. Uh, he put up eight points. In 58 games, his career high came in his very first season in the NHL, 36 games with Pittsburgh in 13 14. Mm -hmm. We were in grade 11. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Uh, and he put up nine points in those 36 games. Wow.
0: Um, also, uh, I just had some other stats. Um, oh, he has had he scored in at least a goal in 11 games of his 187 games played in his career Uh, only one of them being a two goal game which I believe was back in 2017 it was before the February 9th 2017 which again five years ago (laughs) took him five years before he or between NHL goals which is nuts Um, and then uh, fifth game this one was his fifth career game with uh, two or more points in it so I mean Kind of a reason to celebrate there is not very often that you know the bottom line guys get yeah two points in a game. So um yeah it just think, really shows that he had a good game, I guess, but it's yeah. It's well the goal that rare. he got <laughs>
1: even was just like just tossing it on net. It's yeah he's definitely a bottom line guy, which every team needs, right? You obviously yeah. you have to have a, a bottom line, like unless you're unless it's the Olympics and it's like, you know, team USA or like team Canada and you can go like, Oh yeah, I don't know, uh Mark Shifley, you're our fourth line center right, like yeah. otherwise like, otherwise, you need guys like a Magna I guess, mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, I, I just feel like he would be better suited in the AHL in like a middle six role like teaching some yeah. of the guys coming up through the system like how to be physical at, at, yeah, at the we, AHL and the NHL level and also like protect guys that are coming up and just you know yeah, provide we, a little grit to the AHL
1: yeah which i'm pretty sure he was the captain of the colorado eagles actually the affiliate of the avalanche maybe, yeah. uh before he got claimed um so i mean yeah, maybe he, that's the
0: plan and that's why he's sticking around and then eventually we can bury him once we have the guys to you know fill that roster
1: spot yeah but. what's his what's his uh deal right now it's like 750k um,
0: i don't know for how long but
1: Oh yeah, no. That's sorry. That's what I meant. Like, was like, was the duration left on it? But yeah, Magna in the AHL is definitely a lot more productive overall. Uh, in 415 games, he's put up 251 points, 121 yeah, of those being goals. So
0: yeah, so that like he he should be there realistically. And and again, zero NA, or zero sorry zero AHL games played as well. So that's still like very very impressive. Oh yeah, but um, it's just that's where I would like to see Magna in the system. But
1: yeah. And overall, there's some guys that are stuck in the AHL such as, I don't know, maybe your Lucas Dostel, um, yep. who are that they're stuck there. Right. Because there's just yep. like a backlog in the mm-hmm. NHL that like, like those guys are the guys that should be in the NHL for sure. Um, yeah. Jason Magna. Oh, he's, he's done after this season, actually. His, okay. his contract's up and he becomes a UFA. So,
0: yeah. So could we sign him, but yeah. Um, Either way, you know, it, it is kind of cool to see those bottom line guys scoring like Magna and Leeson. Because, um, you know, it, it's fun when they score because it's like when it's Zgris, it's, you're like, oh yeah, another Zgris goal. Of course, this happens yeah. like every game or two. Um, but when it's Magna and Leeson, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> These yeah, guys exactly. scored a goal? <laughs> like, nice. And then they're <laughs> you just guys like, got so two happy to Three too. goals? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, uh, we didn't really talk about Vitrano's goal. We just kind of brushed past it. Uh, you did say six goals in the last ten games, which was cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think the bigger talking point almost was the uh, the assist from Lundestrom, like how he
1: run me just, through it. I'm apparently not f- remembering this right now.
0: He, uh, I, for, I forget how, I forget where, stuff. when he picked up the puck, but he. I feel like he picked it up in our zone or in the attacking zone, sorry, and then like skated it out, regrouped, skated oh, yeah, into right, the zone, yeah. went around the net, and then eventually just found Vitrano like wide open. Like he just kept skating in until like the Chicago Blackhawks essentially fucked up and let him get a pass through. And yeah, then, he he then, just just then Vitrano made a nice right? move too, but like just the possession and control by and the patience by Lundestrom. I love mm-hmm. to see that for him. And that's what you need for a third pairing or sorry, a third line guy, I think.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Not, once once he said, it, I kind of I was starting hmm. to remember, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. He picked it up on Morazic's right side, off of uh, I don't remember who he picked it off from, but um, we'll, yeah, we'll
0: go no. Seth Jones probably.
1: It yeah, makes sure. Yeah. Um, makes it sound and, more impressive uh, that way. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Peter Morazic for the win. I guess, but no, thank you because we kind of also want to be lower. It- the, the Ducks it's right so now tough. are really confusing for me and I I feel like yeah. extremely conflicted because I'm like it would be great to have, you know, like a Connor Bedard or something like that mm-hmm. uh on this roster but at the same time uh I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I'm double checking right now. Um pretty sure in the last 10 games, the Ducks have only had like one game without a point or something like that. Um, I could be wrong on that one. Three, four, five, uh, six,
0: four.
1: There, there's eight, at nine. least two. Oh, why why don't I just look at the last ten games? How many you? You um go. yeah, five, three, and two in the last ten. So So three games that, without a point then. Yeah, so 20, 20 possible points and they've picked up twelve of them.
0: Yeah. And even just in the last five, nine of the last ten. Or nine yeah. points out of a possible out of, in, tens, in, in out of last ten. in the last
1: five. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why now? <laughs> why now? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it is, you know, increasing the value of some of the guys in anticipation of the trade deadline, like whoever we're going to be trading. Yeah. Um, it, it does make them look a little more enticing, I guess. But the, the, there's still lots of time to tank after we sell everybody on the team. <laughs> so <laughs> fear not. But. Yeah, um, no, just Chicago,
1: Chicago's trying to get rid of Taves, Kane, and probably Max Domi as well.
0: That's true. That's very true. <laughs> um, just <laughs> while we're on the topic Columbus of try
1: to be shopping, I guess for uh, for yeah, those kind of reasons, I, I feel like there's not. Gabrikov, really
0: any- I think, is kind of the only name I've heard. So
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: while well, we're on the topic of the last few games, let's bring up our handy dandy spreadsheet. Just because I want to brag for a couple minutes here. Yeah, you Lord got it. That. I did three two Anaheim. Yeah. And
1: you, uh, I, I was kind of laughing because uh, before that game had started, I even kind of thought about it and I was like you know what, I might actually want to change my answer to Anaheim but leave the score.
2: Yeah. But I like, fun, I kind of looked fun. and I was like
1: no, actually, I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to yeah. leave it. And then, yeah, sure enough, Anaheim wins 3-2 and I was like, fuck, we could have both had it, right?
0: We could have, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll bring this up again later when we talk about upcoming games here, but that's... Uh... That's where we're at here. 52 games into the season. Um, yeah, I suppose uh now is a good time to take a quick break. Oh uh you know what you do have one more thing here. I think it'll be quick. Let's uh breeze through.
1: Oh that. yeah. Just speaking of the uh why now kind of thing. Um why now to suddenly know how to kill penalties. They've killed off the last eleven um mm. over the over a three game span of Arizona. Uh, Dallas and Chicago now you might go okay Arizona Chicago you know Chicago's at a 19.2% on the power play Uh, Arizona at 18.4 25 and like 25th and 26th respectively but Mm -hmm. five for five against Dallas that's impressive are converting at 25% right now good for sixth sixth in the league league. or tied for fifth actually
0: Oh, sorry. So, tied for sixth. Tied for sixth. Yeah.
1: Right. That's, um, like, damn. But again, why now? <laughs> yeah. And, but also, this like, this in is fairness, a, this, like, is a, this is a penalty kill that's twenty eighth in the league at under yeah. three quarter
0: seventy three and a half percent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how dog shit Arizona and Chicago's power play is because our penalty kill is still bad. Like that doesn't yeah. mean, like it doesn't matter how how bad it is. Like it's. It's impressive when you can go four for four against anyone. I don't care if it's uh, if it's Arizona or Chicago, or I don't even know who's last. Uh, if, if it's Vancouver... Oh, no, Vancouver's penalty kill is the one that sucks. I don't care if it's Montreal or Philly or the Islanders. Like, they're I'm all down there Montreal. on power play. Or Edmonton, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, who, who are at the top in power play percentage. Like, it doesn't matter. If your penalty kill's dog shit, it's dog shit, no matter
1: what. So... Oh, yeah, Montreal, 15.6% uh, on the power play. Holy shit.
0: Still not worse than Anaheim a few years ago. What was it, 8.9%?
1: Yeah, that's true. And and that's, not can, a whole can be lot worse. worse than us right now. We're at 159 on Yeah, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a 0.3% difference. So the, the two teams between us are Philly and the Islanders at 0. 08 16.8, yeah.
2: Or 15.8.
1: 15.8, yeah. 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 Flyers, it makes sense. The Islanders should just be better. Honestly,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, but Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat. I think so. Yeah. Probably help, but, and yeah. and a John Klingberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, power Maybe. play was John
0: Klingberg. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> looking at you. That, that makes a lot more sense. Why they might be interested now. Um, but yeah, let's uh, take a quick break here. And then on the other side, we'll do some news, some upcoming games, some gulls and AHL talk. And uh, of course, we'll uh, wrap up with some what's quacking like we do every Wednesday. Uh, but we will see you guys in just a couple of minutes here.
1: Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Pacific to see what prop bet will be boosted. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products, you can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com thpn to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com
2: thpn. All
0: righty, Um, let's get to a couple news pieces here. Uh, I guess start with the injury update. Uh, Troy Terry left the game against Dallas in the first period, is considered day-to-day, didn't play against Chicago. Uh, So we will see how he's doing Uh, and if he's ready to go for Friday. And I don't think we've really heard much else beyond day-to-day.
1: Yeah, haven't uh, heard much yet. And that's yeah, that is that is the nice part about, um, you know, you hit the back-to-back and then now you have a three-day break or two-day break, I guess, of Wednesday, yeah. Thursday,
2: Couple see kind of what's recover, going
1: on. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully it's not much and, you know, turns from, I forget, who was it earlier this season that was like, oh yeah, he's day-to-day and then suddenly, yeah, he's on IR. And it's like, what the f- that's a jump. I, f- I forget who it was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. Um, I feel like it was, was it still ours? I think it might have been still ours. Might have been. Yeah. But I don't remember. But um yeah, let's uh, let's hope it's not bad. So
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, also I did want to say coming out of the break as well, uh, we got Ronnie joining us in the chat as well with a quack, quack, quack. Hope it's been a good evening for y'all so far. It has, it's been a lot of fun, and thank you for joining What's Going on, us. Ronnie. Uh yeah, and then the other injury is Urovacaninen placed on IR on Monday with an undisclosed injury. So uh looks like he's gonna miss Another few games as well after missing quite a few to start the season, uh, which was tough for him because he definitely brought some stability to our back end, I thought. And now that he's out, that definitely leaves an, another hole on the uh, back end. So
1: Yeah, Vakanainen vac- was the equivalent of uh, taking that folded up piece of paper way too many times and putting it under the leg of your table so it doesn't wobble nearly as much. There's still some instability there, but it's at least better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Under- yeah, you're right. <laughs> um so yeah, that's uh that's what we got for injuries right now. Yeah. So we shall see. Hopefully those guys are, you know, speedy recoveries to them. Yeah. Um This one I, I didn't really hear too much about, and I haven't listened to the new 32 thoughts yet. So Feel free to jump in a little bit more here, Nate. But on a recent episode, uh, Elliot Friedman saying that the Ducks will sign Jackson Lacombe following the college season. He was a 39th overall pick by Anaheim back in the 2019 NHL draft. I believe he also played a bit in the World Juniors. If I, want to say um, it,
2: but... I
1: can double check right now because I do have his lead prospects page up. Um. No, not in the World Juniors, but he has played oh, uh, yeah, for... For
0: USA. Yep.
1: Where am I missing that?
0: Uh, USA U20, World Junior, six games, one assist. Twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, there it is. Jeez. Yeah. I was looking at... Right. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, there you go. I was looking at tournament statistics, and I'm like, I'm seeing U18 here for the a like, Gretzky. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah, it's weird they don't have that under tournament. Huh. Yeah.
0: Anyways, sorry. because Continue. it, it is,
1: is different. I don't know. I, I um, but, yeah, so it was in uh, in Freeman's 32 Thoughts blog, actually. Uh, okay. Point number 15, he said, uh, yeah, 2023 uh, Hobie Baker nominee uh, Jackson Lacombe from the University of Minnesota has indicated that he will sign with Anaheim after this season. Uh, one of the NCAA's top-scoring defenders, uh, Lacombe taking 39th overall in 2019 uh, could have become a free agent this summer, uh, and there would have been plenty of interest. That is a good keep for the ducks. Just stocking the defensive prospects uh, prospect covered a little bit more. Mm-hmm. right. So uh, I'm it, honestly surprised
0: we didn't have him signed before. It's very rare for a guy drafted that high I feel to not It's
1: it's be rare signed. for a guy maybe drafted that high but he's playing out his full time at uh, at the University of Minnesota. This is his fourth season there, right? So he'll yeah. finish his four years, finish his schooling, which like that's yeah. maybe not so much unusual, I guess for I NCAA yeah. guys. Yeah. Um is,
0: it, is there a thing that if he's signed to an NHL deal he can't play in college or can you no. still
1: no, nothing for that. It's um I, I think the the issue more comes with if he's signed, he can't play in the NHL or because it's not like he could go for um say like a nine game stint before like burning off the first year of his ELC kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then go back to uh like, kind of like go back to the CHL or something like that. If yeah uh, for for that thing. The NCAA is. If, if you play any form of professional hockey, you are ineligible for the NCAA. Oh, okay. So he could so, be
0: signed, but not play a game. But as soon as he plays as, that as one as, game. As
1: far as I'm aware, but maybe it is a thing as well with if you're signed. Because I know. If you're signed, that- it might be like
0: just AHL only kind of thing. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. But. Um, it it could also just be like, I don't want to have the potential of being called up because I want to play college hockey. So I'm not signing anything. It could be his decision to not sign. But once he hits that three year mark, he's like, okay, I will sign now. It, it, It could entirely be on him.
1: Yeah, I am kind of wondering if it is just like they can't, they can't even sign, um, because you had the University of Michigan last year, remember they had uh, Maddie Beniers, Owen Power, and um, Ken Johnson, like yeah. all in the top five, right? Mm-hmm. And they waited until the college season was up to sign deals. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if it is that I don't I don't know yeah. as much with uh, NCAA hockey, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm still trying to learn a bit more about. Yeah, but I think that might actually be the thing so because it, it I know would make
0: a lot of sense yeah
1: because I know what the NCAA um like you could go from the NCAA to the CHL but you can't go the opposite because the NCAA considers the CHL whether it's you know the Western League Ontario or Quebec major um that's considered professional hockey by the NCAA mm-hmm. so I it might just be like an like an overall like if you play if you if you have a professional contract right you're no longer a student technically so you cannot play for us
0: yeah that's that's totally fair um just taking a look here because you know Trevor Ziegler was obviously a very very high draft pick for us um and that was in the 2019 draft we took him he played for Boston University in the NCAA uh, in the 2019-20 season for them, 33 games. He also played five games in the NHL. And then he didn't sign his entry-level deal until March 27th, 2020, which would be about when the NCAA the season ends. Yeah. For a guy drafted, what was he, ninth? Yeah, ninth overall. overall. That's very strange so it leads me to believe that once you're signed
1: you can't play in the NCAA. So yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm being led to believe yeah. right now. And, I'll I'll have to and, double and check with somebody on that, but
0: Yeah. And the fact that then immediately when the season was done, he was like, "I'm signing, let's go." But Yeah, exactly. Play.
1: Same yeah, same so. with Powers, Baneers, those guys yeah. from last year, right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, for um, sure. I think I think that's got to be the case. So
0: Yeah. Um but, anyways, very exciting that we'll have Jackson Lacome uh, potentially as an option for the Gulls or the Ducks in the next year or two. Well, for sure, the, for sure, next year because he can't play NCAA, but it's yeah. uh, he'll he'll play somewhere in our organization. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think he'll be a, a good complementary player for the Ducks for a, a few years at least. So
1: yeah, exactly. And Like I said, just kind of stocking up those defensive uh, cupboards there. Mm. Uh, yeah, that'll be Lacombe, uh Zellweger, Minchikov, Dry uh I was about to say Drysdale, Drysdale. Drysdale. Um that's a solid top 4 in the future right there. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So, yep, absolutely.
0: Uh yeah, let's move on to the AHL All-Star weekend. Obviously, on Sunday we talked about the uh, NHL All-Star weekend, but the AHL All-Star weekend
1: wrapped up um I think that that one ran Saturday and sun, or no Sunday Monday I think. Yeah, Sunday Monday. Sunday, Monday yeah. Um yeah, so uh San Diego's Lucas Dost- uh, Dostal was uh representing uh the San Diego Gulls and uh split AHL uh All-Star MVP honors with uh fellow Pacific Division goaltender uh Calgary Wranglers Dustin Wolf. Um, nice. where the tandem stopped 42 of 49 shots in the 3v3 uh, tournament on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, Dostal, uh, Dostal also picked up two assists, which I think ties the record for assists by a goaltender in the AHL All-Star game for as long as it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I... It, it, it looks long on the outline for you, Carter, but it's more just giving some explanation because I oh, did yeah, want to sure. make it kind of a talking point as well. Just because it's, it's been the conversation over this last week of, you know, we saw the skills competition and the game in Florida, and it's been a lot of, maybe even a little bit more of the complaints of what has been over the last few years. Right. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. It feels kind of slow. It's not as exciting anymore. Whether you're in the building or watching on TV, right? Like you said, you're kind of like you're throwing on the skills in the background almost. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit more because there were some comments uh, comparing the AHL All Star uh, Weekend, which was considered by fans and the AHL themselves uh, to be a su- absolute success. Mm-hmm. Um, and fans especially just really enjoyed it and I was seeing a lot of you know like this is even better than the NHL one and mm-hmm. um, a uh, a friend of mine as well Mike Gould was there um, in Laval as well for the All-Star Weekend covering it and he was posting lots about it and from what I was able to gather as well as watching the, the highlights there on the AHL uh, YouTube channel for the skills competition at least yeah it's better it's better by miles. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So a couple comments here coming from uh, uh, the Laval Rockets uh, forward, uh, Anthony Richard um, uh, in a, uh, sorry, in in an article here from uh, Herb uh, Zerkowski from the Montreal Gazette. Um, He said, we keep it simple and gave it a great effort. And usually when you combine the two, uh, it, it gives a good show. Uh, if you're trying yeah. to do too much, it's a bit boring. Look at the NFL; they're not doing a real game anymore. What's the point of going to see guys uh, if they don't put the like put on the helmets or pads? Yeah. Um, we have uh, we have less budget than the NHL, but I'd say we did a better job overall of showing our skill while keeping it simple for the fans. The NHL has to take note of what we did this weekend. It was a great show. It's all young guys who want to show their skill. Uh, you don't want to be the guy who's not trying hard. The game was on TV. Everyone wants to leave a good impression. You want to be the guy that shows his skills on a weekend like that.
0: You know, I was just going to kind of say, like, just thinking about it when you were like, yeah, the reception was, like, miles better. Um, I didn't see anything from the AHL one, so I can't compare personally. But um, it it does just sort of make sense. Like, it, it, it seems like the NHL is trying too hard to make it... The most exciting thing that you could possibly watch on your Friday or Saturday afternoon or evening, it and, and I think a lot of it is like because of their budget, they're like, oh, we just got like, you know, millions, thousands, millions of dollars to throw at this event to try to make it exciting. What can we come up with? What can we tell everybody that this is what they want to see? Whereas the AHL and and some of the individual team skills competitions just have a much lower budget, so. It's like, okay, well, we can do fastest skater. That's that's literally free. All we have to do is, you know, set up the nets and make players skate around them in a lap. I mean, it's not yeah. free. You have to, like, get, you know, timers, radar guns. Like, it's it's pretty budget. The the accuracy shooting, again, you, you just got to get some styrofoam targets and put them up in the net. Like, it's pretty basic. Um, and just to compare that to the NHL... They went. That was one of the most exciting events this year. Was the accuracy shooting for them because they yeah. just did styrofoam targets and they were like, shoot the puck, just shoot the puck at these targets. Yeah. It became lame when they had the digital screen that didn't even fucking work. And it yeah, was just, exactly. Instead, and then of they a tried a different target, version,
1: like and another version, yeah, and another version. Like I think they, I'm pretty sure they tried three different versions they did. Of it before they were yeah. just like. Okay, yeah, fine. We'll go back to the styrofoam pucks. Like, yeah. the styrofoam discs. And everyone's like, yeah, exactly." fucking God.
0: But, like, that's exciting. Because you're like, oh, my God, the styrofoam thing exploded. Like, they just rifled it through that. Yeah, and, exactly. I mean, Even just seeing like,
1: styrofoam explode. Like, like, hockey fans are a simple people.
0: It, yeah, we're we're so, humans. Like, big hits, big yeah.
1: goals, and shit popping off every now and then.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, like, we don't want to it like just see, like, a, see, like, a things, digital plums. screen covered by a thick sheet of plastic. Exactly. And instead of us you know, an exploding styrofoam target, we just hear... Thunk, and then there's like a little light. Yeah, like, or, that's, or not. That's not what screams or, or there's no. Or, light or just the not. Thing doesn't yeah. register. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but like, um, so just taking those two as an example, like that's easy. And then just looking at the names, the name of this one event is pass and score. I would love to see people just pass and score. Like, yeah, so why do we have to make I, it complicated?
1: Yeah. So I do want to get to this one last comment, and then I'll. Yeah. I, go for I do want to yeah. go into what the events were. Yeah, sure. Because I think a lot of them are. Enticing and do solve a lot of the NHL problems
2: simple.
1: Um, so uh AHL president Scott Housen uh responded to comments about the AHL skills competition being more entertaining than the NHL's. He said, Well, ours is a traditional skills event. I know the NHL is trying new things, and I applaud them for that for that. Uh, they tried a whole bunch of new things in Vegas last year, they tried some things in Florida. I don't know why they do that, or whether it's player driven, league driven. I don't it's know. No player driven. Uh, I can just tell you that our players are engaged and they got competitive last night. That is yeah. exactly what I was talking about on Sunday. Guys do not want to fucking be there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And they aren't trying. Yeah. And I, and I think the biggest case for it actually is the the winners of the fastest skater. Which mm-hmm. is done, the, which was done the exact same way by the AHL as it is for the NHL. Um, the just to reiterate, the, the fastest time uh, this year um, for the NHL fastest skater uh, was Andrei Sheshnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes at thirteen point six nine nine seconds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is pretty damn fast.
0: It's 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 speedy
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you had this year uh, for the AHL. Um, Ethan Frank of the Hershey Bears, uh, the affiliate of the Washington Capitals, um, setting an AHL record as well for this event 12.915 seconds. Yeah, like that's That's a whole that's that's more than half a second. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like you can't tell
0: me that those eight NHL players aren't faster than this one guy who's in the AHL. Like, yeah, it's entirely possible that the guy's in the AHL because he's literally all speed and no hands. Like, there's there's even guys like that in the NHL that, like, man, they can fucking skate. And, like, they got good edge work and all that stuff, but just, like, brick hands. Like, they can't stick handle to save their lives. So, like, it's entirely possible. That's why he's down in the AHL. But, like, there's gotta be somebody there that that can do it in faster than twelve. I mean, we've seen we've seen those some of those guys do it in faster than twelve seconds. They, they just weren't yeah. up for it. So
1: exactly, and uh, yeah, here you go. So uh, Andrew's in the comments saying here, like goalie shooting down the ice and the like the bench, like it's awful. Um, like yeah, like definitely you know goalies playing the puck is a skill.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't get
1: me wrong, right? Yeah, but is that the one that? Fans are wanting to see goalies do in the skills competition. No, they're they're wanting I want to, to watch see that them in the game. <laughs> I want to see them saves. score a game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're but they're there to watch them make saves. Yeah. Right? Like show off their that that is the main job of a goaltender is to save shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the AHL uh skills competition had two different variations on showcasing the goaltenders. So okay. I'm gonna read through, and this is how it went in order as well. I, I okay. uh I don't have the results for it, except for Ethan Frank in particular for the fastest skater. Yeah. Um, So you have your, you know, same as the NHL, you have your accuracy shooting. However, the AHL does it the way that we were talking about how it's just most hits on the fewest attempts. Yep. So you go. perfect. Um. Yeah. No, no time on it. Mm-hmm. And uh hardest shot, same as the NHL in uh, the fastest skater same as the NHL. Now this is where you get some of the differences in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I thought automatically, I'm just like, yeah, this is way more entertaining mm-hmm. uh, is the puck control relay. So uh, players from opposing conferences, the opposing teams uh, start behind the goal line
2: mm-hmm.
1: and straight line, beeline to the opposite goal line, mm-hmm. pick up a puck, and then they have to make their way back uh, puck handling through an obstacle course. So it's just like mm-hmm. working on their edges and like going around and like whatever set path yeah. that was there for them. Um when you cross the line, the next player goes. Yeah. So and I think they did like up to 3 guys uh kind of thing and you know whichever side wins, they get a point for the for the overall scoring. Mm-hmm. So
0: I mean, the NHL's done something similar in the past. It was more of like a like a three player relay. So like one person did like the weaving yep. through obstacles and then at the end of it they had to pass it to someone else. And then they were like passing into those mini yeah. nets. And then after that it was like um there there was something else. Yeah, and, that's something and, and that's, that's something and that's exciting that too, because it's worked. competitive. Yeah. It's like head to head. And that's so like exactly. just, just some edge, sort of thing. that It's is, simple and it's you can visibly see how it relates to hockey, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, don't get me wrong, hands are awesome, right? But think yeah. of the edge work as well that's in that that made up some of your favorite highlights throughout your life, right? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: almost any Pavel Datsuk highlight that you can think of. Think of the edge work that he did to just like suddenly stop and throw guys, like have guys like launch themselves into the boards because shit, suddenly Datsuk's not where he was going to be, right? Yeah. So. Um, you have the, uh, first goalie challenge, which is the rapid fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you have one goalie versus two skaters from the opposite conference, Mm -hmm. um, set up about, uh, on the, on the faceoff dots in the offensive zone. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's literally just rapid fire. You're going back and forth left to right as those guys are ripping shots at you trying to score.
0: And you from, know what? From goalie's
1: office on both sides, basically.
0: I I only played hockey till I was eight years old, but that's a drill. I I I actually yeah. remember doing. Everyone stands in an arc around the goalie, and you just take shots. Yeah. And you you, you it's not like totally random, but like you, it's more the goalies just like facing a shot, and then they're kind of picking the next guy. And like once they're staring at you, you're shooting the puck, or yeah. the coach is like you, and they're like pointing from you know off to the side saying okay you're going next you're going next you're going next and the goalie doesn't know where like it's it's just a drill. So like yeah it's simple but it's exciting.
1: Yeah exactly. Um yeah then we had the hardest shot again same as the NHL accuracy shooting same as the NHL. Then you get to the pass and score which is the next goaltender uh challenge. Okay. So this is the NHL kind of tried to do it, I think a bit with the uh, the attendee tandem thing yeah right where you have the chance of oh, okay one two or three players coming in on you mm-hmm. this entire time was just a three on0 challenge yeah. same thing nice. from yeah. from the opposite teams So Lucas dostals facing whoever from the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. and they're they're going loops and they're going three on Os trying to put it past you um yeah exactly and every and, like, and every exciting. goal scored against counts as a point for that team. For every, goal scored, yeah. every goal scored every goal scored four. yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah that makes sense yeah and um, then uh, sorry just
0: going back here yeah. andrew does have uh something when we were talking about that that drill for the uh rapid fire one uh, He says yeah. we do that too in special olympics floor hockey in canada so like it's yeah it's just a thing and yeah. it's probably a fun drill too like Again, I was eight, so I thought anything hockey related was fun. So, so, but Andrew, like, tell me what you think of that. Like, if it's fun, I
1: guess it gets tiring for goalies. I can tell you that because I do it still every Sunday. Um, Yeah, but
0: it shows off your skill.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And then the last one was the breakaway relay, which is uh, just breakaway after breakaway,
0: just shootout, essentially. Yeah, it's it's a shootout. Guys are,
1: it's, like some guys were, you know, trying some funky things. Other guys were just going in, just trying to score. Just not saying that the guys that were trying things weren't trying to score, right? But like, yeah, some were getting, they were some getting flashy fun with it. With it. They were having some fun were with just, it. yeah, some were just in the competitive zone of just, I am getting this puck into the net. Yeah. So and yeah, it was just one after the next kind of thing. Like once the once the shot's taken, the next guy's starting to come down. Mm-hmm. So. um yeah, so that was those were the uh events for the skills competition for the AHL this year, which like that just that just sounds more enticing overall, sounds, right? Sounds and good to me, yeah. Like I said, like I watched the highlights and like that looked fun to watch genuinely. Yep. So, um and then you go into the All-Star uh tournament the next day, um where the HL's done the 3 on 3 as well, I think it said since 2017. However, they do it a little bit differently and I like this version of it. Okay. Um, so you have the four teams from you know each each division right yep. uh, gets a the team there um, teams play only a 10 minute 3 on 3 game against each other okay and do you play do you
0: play each team
1: yep, or is every it... everyone plays everybody
0: round robin style okay yep, so round robin so that's, style that's 30 minutes right there
1: yep and uh or oh no i guess like once everybody plays everybody it's it's 6 games
0: Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. I guess in total. Each yeah. team plays 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. Suppose, and then they're, uh, at the end of it, the top two teams in the standings uh, play each other in the final, which is, they cut it down even. It's a six-minute three-on-three game. Yeah.
0: So it's essentially, you know, a, a full game plus overtime is yeah. essentially what they're giving.
1: Exactly. Me. So so yeah. you can fit it into that TV frame. And, Absolutely. And,
0: you know what? and,
2: and that's you can make what I like, too.
0: Yeah, I, I like that, too, because then, At least you get to see everybody for at least 30 minutes. Whereas here, you're only going to see two of the teams for 20 minutes.
1: Yep, exactly. So, and guys aren't sitting around like Matthew Kachuk talked about, right? Like, oh yeah, we Mm. went out for warmups just to sit in here for an hour, hour and a half kind of thing, right? Like, you know that in 10, 15 minutes max, like you're going back out there kind of thing to, to play your next game. So, yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's the equivalent of an intermission. I, well, I guess I, I imagine they would probably, well, maybe every two games they might have flooded the ice, because you wouldn't have yeah. to do it after ten, and and there would be a yeah. lot of sitting and waiting around, or or maybe they just like did a scrape, and just take some snow off. Yeah, I'm not sure. Months. I'd I I'd, know, I'd,
1: but, I'd have to ask Mike about that actually. Well, um, yeah, but, but yeah, like, all it all definitely moves a lot faster. Yeah, so. all of this just sounds more enticing to me, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that the all-star game actually, which is on me, uh, was available to us as well on TSN. Um, yeah. Had I known that though? Yeah. I would have been tuning in cause that sounded Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and like seeing like the, the clips from Mike and whatever, like the, the production value, like there's like the production level, even like for people in the building was awesome. Yeah. Like they got lights going off for different things, and like it was just it was good. Mm. It was yeah. it was fun to watch the clips that I did.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Long story short, the NHL better be paying attention to what's going on down there
1: because yeah, um, it seem, it seems good. So, even in that thirty-two uh, thoughts article from uh, Elliot Freeman today, um, he does go quite a bit at the start about you know what the. NHL can do to fix it. So um, oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure. I can I can give you a couple things uh, just to not you know, completely read off Friedman's entire article. yeah, kind of thing. but um, yeah, c- the couple ideas that uh, that he has here at least, um, two hours for the skills maximum. And he does say, like mm-hmm. one of the executives said it probably had to be like two and a half hours to account for commercial time. But yeah, two sure, hours. Whatever.
0: It's it's a that's game it. length.
1: It's that's it. Yeah. Right? Like the three hours pl- like with commercials, like that that, that was a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like th- there's not the need for that. Um and uh he does have here, which we talked about as well, right? We said we missed the draft of it. Mm-hmm. And he has here, apparently a few players wondered about bringing back the draft. Uh, If if enough players
0: ask, they'll do it. I'm sure, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, Come on, remember, this is Gary Bettman in the NHL we're talking about here. You have Connor Connor McDavid wanting 10 minutes of overtime, uh, three on three, and getting rid of the shootout. You have Sidney Crosby wanting the league to go back to 1v8, and Gary Bettman's going, oh no, but there's a lot of things we would have to figure out. You figured out how to get it to this point. It's pretty easy to figure out how to go backwards.
0: No, but that's different, because the the NHLPA has a lot of say in the All-Star game. They can easily say, we're not letting our players do the All-Star game. Or unless you make this change, this change, this change. And obviously there'll be some back and forth, but in terms they're of...
1: Contractu- they're contractually obligated to participate unless there's a lockout, right? So, yeah, like, exactly. But ready, but no, like, like in in a couple years. So Yeah,
0: exactly. And then <laughs> I'm sure the NHL All-Star game will be a big part of that when that does come up because if enough players are like, this is... Like we don't give a shit about this and we wanna um and we want it to be this way. We wanna do the draft, otherwise we're not doing it because then it's at least fun. Then that has a lot of pull in because the NHL doesn't believe it or not, (laughs) from a a money making perspective, they don't want lockouts.
1: Yeah. Like Kirill Kaprizov was like upset that he was at the all-star game rather than on a trip with sixteen other Minnesota Wild players. During the yeah. break. Yeah. I would be like the no, fuck. <laughs> the fuck. Like you have like you have to make it more enjoyable for the people who are actually doing it as well, right? Yeah. Or it's obviously going to reflect and fans are going to notice, right? Which mm-hmm. they evidently have. We
0: have. So. Yeah. So here we are.
1: Um, um so he he yeah. does continue though. I, I do want to touch on this though, because he does have a point here. So he's like, it's a great idea uh for the for the for the draft. And mm-hmm. he even brings up that the NBA is gonna do Uh, like a draft for their all-stars game all-star game this year Mm -hmm. Uh, and they might have done it in the past as well i'm not 100 sure basketball is not my thing um but they do the draft and then immediately play the game um friedman's idea though is kind of do it like what it was of you know like have the draft be the start of all-star festivities right yeah so say you have it on the Friday. the skills on the Saturday and the game on the Sunday or something like that. Yeah. Um, Or, or Thursday, I guess, because, or whatever. Yeah. So Thursday, you have have the draft Friday. You have the skills Saturday. You have the game. Um, But uh, yeah. So he, he has here, as I understand it, this was eliminated for two reasons. First, the PA didn't like the embarrassment of somebody being picked last. And second, the NHL didn't like the fact that alcohol was consumed in 2016 because it took things too close to the line. Uh, he says here, the second one is easy to resolve. Being picked last, it happens to everyone. We got to have thicker skins than that. And all like yeah. when, when it comes to the last person I, I think, picked, because well, they did that for two years, I think, the, the draft. I think so, yeah. And I, I remember exactly who was picked last for both those. It was Phil Kessel. Of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, oh no, it wasn't Ovechkin. He was wanting to get picked last uh, that year, but it was Kessel instead. Just a fuck with Ovi. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, like there's there's great stories out of that, and I, I don't think any. You know, um, who who was the other player picked last?
0: Yeah, I, I think everybody just like yeah, they just had fun with it, and they don't care. They're just at that point they were just happy to be going. You know that that's changed now, but at that point, players were actually excited to go to those games. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think they really care. Like they they know who's the best. It like yeah. every NHL player could rank every other NHL player, I'm sure, and they would come up generally with the same order. Like everybody knows who's the be- who's better than other players. So, like just look at the salaries. Yeah, it's not perfect, yeah. but like, you know it. If you want fairness, everybody just gets paid a flat $5 million, $6 million to play in the NHL. That's obviously not how it works. The better players get paid more, and the worse players get paid less. And nobody's bitching about that, so it just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. Um, taking a look here. Okay, so Team Chara won the puck flip in 2012, uh, which was Alfredson versus Chara. Um and selected first. So the last player selected by Team Alfredson was um, uh, just, you know, a, lo- a young uh, Logan Couture.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was mad about being picked last. He was going you know to just be happy to you know, picked.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know who was picked before him? Like the last pick by Team Chara? A guy that just hit a thousand games and Jamie Ben.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine.
1: Like, I, I don't think that they're you know, oh, like, whoa, me, I got picked last in the All-Star game. You're at the fucking All-Star game.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: you got picked by one of the best players in the NHL to play on your team, in Char and Alfredson. Like, you're stoked that they even know your name, if you're Logan Couture. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, how how old would he have been at the time? Or, like, how many seasons was he even in at that point?
0: Two, maybe three.
1: You can look here. Um... What did I say? The 2012. 2012, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was in uh, the middle of his third season.
0: In the, that was, yeah, the 11, 12 season. The 11, yeah. 12 season was Katrina's yep. third. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> where, where he put up 65 points in 80 games.
0: Yeah. There you go. So um, I, yeah, I don't think uh... he
1: was too upset after the fact. The, at the same time, though, the, the NHL, you know, not liking the fact that alcohol was being consumed or whatever. Okay, I, I do get that to a point. Did they consume it at the draft? Oh, yeah, like on TV, they were they were drinking and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's fine. Just do so, like what they do oh, on other no. shows and just put oh, it in no, like the, the players the,
1: are having a good time.
0: Fuck, put it in a biosteel container. Who gives this shit? Right. Just like
1: you can't just tell like, me that like the biosteel the, the bio punch bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put it in those green Gatorade bottles, like, for all I care. Yeah. Like, no one's going to know that. Like, who cares? Come on. <laughs> going back to having thicker skin, like,
1: come. You know what? If the NHL does bring the draft back for the All-Star game, I want to see because, and you know what? Like, yes, we are we are sponsored by DraftKings, but I want to see after every round, so every two picks, I want to see NHL players putting in their bet. For, for DraftKings, for BetMGM, whatever, yeah. for who is going to get picked next. You know, I want to I want them I to do see that. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would... Over some guys, you know, enjoying a drink, hanging yeah. out with other fucking NHL all-stars. God yeah. forbid they have a couple drinks and I, actually be entertaining, right?
2: Yeah.
0: I honestly <laughs> wouldn't even be mad if they, like, if they picked teams, you know frat boy beer pong style where you know what everybody has their name on a beer can you put your beer can on a dartboard which is just an old piece of you know (laughs) like plywood that someone had in their garage and you're just throwing darts at it yep and then that's who your team is and then you know once your can gets hit you have to go and shotgun a beer and then put the jersey on uh, that you just got of the team you just got drafted to
1: let's do that no, that'd actually, be awesome because the NHL wants to have a secondary accuracy shooting competition whether it's the blackjack game or hey we're gonna shoot at surfboards and then go try to dunk somebody Yeah. Um, have them shoot at, have them shoot pucks at the cans whichever one you there hit you that's the guy you're taking yeah <laughs> you start
0: with Connor McDavid Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon in the middle and then you branch out to the other guys, or you, or yeah. you do those, and then like around the edge, you have like some of the worst guys in, in the league that are like not like worst, but like some of the lower tier all stars. So it's like, oh, do you want to go for McDavid in the middle? Lower
1: tier all star. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go to McDavid because if you shoot just a little bit to the left, you might end up with, I don't know, Leon Drysaitel. <laughs> well,
1: sure. I wasn't
0: gonna go with the second best player in the league. I was gonna go with like, I don't know.
1: Oh, so, how, oh sorry, Nathan McKinnon, then.
0: No, no, no! I'm saying you have those guys in the middle, and then like uh, around the outer edge, you have like I'm, I'm trying to think of the guys that were there that like weren't as good. I mean, we we already kind of shit on Troy Terry last he hit episode. Eric Carls- so Eric Carlson, yeah, John Klingberg, yeah. Maybe it's Connor McDavid, and then just below is John Klingberg. So if you're a little low, you end up with John Klingberg. <laughs> there, well, I don't know. It,
1: it, yeah. You, you, you oh, can no, spice you it got, up. You got Nick Suzuki. Yeah, oh no, sure. you got Clayton Keller. Yeah, and Jason Robertson. Like. <laughs> It's the all-star game. The the whole thing is supposed to be fun for kids and sponsors. Yeah. Basically, right? But you can still tailor it to the general hockey fan between the ages of 18 and 50. Yeah. Right? Like You you can still make it enjoyable for them.
0: Yeah. No, for sure.
1: And and it'll still be enjoyable for the sponsors and for the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Like yeah. it's it's a, it's a bad look for the NHL when it's like oh yeah here's this like the fun event of the year like keyword on the fun part of it right like it's not like oh yeah watching hockey's fun it's like yeah like, we're going here to have some fun and showcase some stuff right and just have mm-hmm. a good time and it looks barren in the arena in the seats because yeah. everybody else is off at the at the rum bar instead yeah. Which, it, which actually is a thing that was it's,
0: happening. It, it's just the case. Yeah. That is the it's
1: case. It's just, so, yeah.
0: yeah. Here we go. These were the names I was looking for like Larkin and Line. A. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, like still, no.
1: still good players, oh, no. but you they're not the like Captain of the Detroit Red Wings, Dylan Larkin, or, yeah. Or... It, but like instead of Sidney
0: Crosby, if you were going for Sidney Crosby and you got yeah. Larkin, then it's like, I don't know. It, it would just be <laughs> like fun that way. It, it would add some, it would add to the experience, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we were talking about the AHL and then we weren't talking about the AHL, but now we are going to be was, talking was, about the AHL again. the so.
1: AHL for the All-Star game to relate back to the topic of the NHL All-Star weekend yeah. that we had just had. Yeah. Um,
0: but now we're going to go to the AHL again and we're going to talk about the San Diego Gulls and just how they were doing in their couple games before the uh, AHL All-Star weekend. Uh, both of them losses to the Coachella Valley Firebirds, 2-1 and 4 nothing. So, you know, what else is new? Oof. <laughs> just yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah. Um, they uh, will be facing the Bakersfield Condors on the 11th of February. And that will be in Bakersfield. And then they will be at home to the Tucson Roadrunners on uh the 14th. So if you're out there looking for a date idea for your Valentine, just take them to a San Diego Gulls game. There you go. Nate, can I take you to a Gulls game?
1: Yeah, sure, but you're paying for like everything down there, <laughs> <laughs> everything to get down there too. <laughs> Fair, but then yes, I, I'm I'm sure our girlfriends would be very understanding, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, there's no problem at all. I, yeah, I can't see that being any sort of issue.
1: <laughs> they they can take the reservation I have booked. It's all good.
0: Yeah, um, they uh, the Gulls are still sitting tenth <laughs> in the Pacific Division, twelve thirty four and O record. Uh, so yeah. And then, uh, Nate, if you want to go through the top five players on the Ducks. Not that that it's really changed, but, you know, their numbers have, just not their names.
1: Yeah, so in uh, in, uh, fifth spot there, you got Braden Tracy with 20 points. Uh, Number four is Michael Delzato with 25, uh, 15 of those coming in his 18 games uh, with San Diego. You got our boy Bo Grew with 29 points. Nicholas Brouillard with 30, and Rocco Grimaldi still leading the way with 42. Noise. that massive jump of 30 to 42 there. Yeah, right. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Almost a point per game pace. Yep, almost. But not worthy of an NHL contract. Got to go for Jason Magna. Yeah, <laughs> that's not supposed to be a slight on Magna, but it's like, come on.
0: Yeah, we're just switch those two guys. Like, yeah, please. Uh, uh, and your goalies. goalies
1: yeah. uh, uh, Ole Eriksson-Eck has played 13 games this season, has a 479 goals against average and an 851 save percentage. And then uh, you have AHL all-star Lucas Austin. <laughs> having played 33 games, a 304 goals against, and a 910 save percentage. Noise Again, on a team that is 12-34-0. <laughs> Can you
0: imagine having a 9 10 save percentage, but like not even close? To I'm good, a but the rest record? of my
1: team sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. A 10 and 21 record, but a 9 10 save percentage and three shutouts. You, it's, you know, it's you, not his fault. You know, at that, all.
1: you know that Dostal and Wolf are sitting beside each other in the locker room there for the All Star weekend, right? Dustin mm. Wolf being on uh, the Calgary Wranglers, who are fighting for first spot right now in the Pacific Division. He's mm. going like, so so what's it like to be good and also be on a good team?
0: Yeah. What's it, what's, what's it like to what's be it like, on, what's
1: it like to be knocking on the door of uh Jacob Markstrom or John Gibson and being like, "Hey, I'm ready to come take the job here soon." Yeah. Like just what, what, what what's that like? But to have like a team surrounding you. What's that like?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh what's going on down in San Diego this week. Uh, going back to Anaheim, a couple upcoming games to talk about here. Friday against oh, yeah, the Pittsburgh that. Penguins. That will be at home, seven p.m. Pacific time for that one. And then, um, I guess yeah, we can do score predictions for that. And then that's usually how we do it, I suppose. Nate, you got a score prediction against the Penguins?
1: Uh, Penguins are four three and three in their last ten. Uh, we will be seeing them at home. And their road record is 10 10 and 5.
2: Okay.
1: Given how Anaheim's been doing lately, I don't think it's wrong to say that they might get a point out of Pittsburgh. I was thinking the same thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, you know what? I'm going to go for an Anaheim win. I'm going to call. Let's go 4 3. Okay. Four, Crosby three. and Malkin are still a factor. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm also going to call an Anaheim win. I was also thinking uh, get away with a point. I was I was debating between 5-4 four and 4-3, four, so I'm glad that you picked 4-3 so that I can be a little different and pick 5-4. All right. Yeah. Friday night blowout there. in uh, Yeah, I guess at Honda Center there,
1: 5-4. Yeah. Um,
0: I think shootout if I had to pick.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah. Some Casey to Smith versus John Gibson action.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Could it. Cause, cause is, I can see still out? I believe Jari's still out, I think I think yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, I
0: mean, still a couple days for that to change, so.
1: You know what, let me double check the lineups, actually, before we have those... You know what, that's fair. That's a good. Locked call. in, I guess.
0: Um, yeah. I, last I've heard, he was still out, though, so. Oh, good, we got our buddy Rick Rack coming back. <laughs> oh, that's right. And for Anaheim Duck, uh, Danton Heinen as well.
1: Yes, not that is not a healthy true. scratch, <laughs> which he might uh, Yeah, Casey DeSmith and uh, Dustin Tokarski are the goaltenders currently okay. for the Penguins. So oh, yeah, one one of those two then. Yeah. The only other uh, injured play, uh, Penguin right now is uh, Jan Ruta. Okay. I. Um, That's uh, a dangerous power play. Please don't take any penalties. Oh, yeah. Zegris, I'm looking at you in particular. No penalties. Because I really don't think that John Gibson wants to deal with Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Ricard Raquel, Chris Latang, and Evgeny Malkin as a first power play unit.
0: They're only 15th in the league, 22.5%, which, like, still good. It's going obviously, to be but...
1: God tier against the Ducks.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Every power play is God tier against
1: the And Ducks. I don't think but... I'd want to play the second one either of Jeff Carter, Brian Rust, Uh, Jason Zucker, Kasperi Kapanen, and Jeff (laughs) (laughs) Petrie.
0: Yeah, that's not bad either, I suppose. (laughs) want to deal with that. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, Speaking of things we don't want to deal with, uh, welcome back... uh, I guess not welcome back to town. Welcome back to Vegas, Anaheim, Ducks, because we're heading back there for another game on Sunday, your afternoon matinee. So if you are uh, just you know, out in Vegas, on the town, stumbling home from the strip club at 10 in the morning, you know. Hey, you're stop two hours at,
1: away from a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, stop in at a Denny's, grab some brunch, and then uh, head on over to T-Mobile Arena and, you know, yeah. catch a game, afternoon game. 1 p.m. No, sorry, noon Pacific. Oh, yep. where, did, where did it go? Noon yeah, Pacific. Noon Pacific yep. Yeah, um, And we have not <laughs> been good against Vegas so far this
1: year. Um no, but it's okay because we've been doing better than Vegas in the last 10. Uh Vegas 3, 5, and 2 in their last 10 Ooh. games. Still sitting first in the Pacific, but only by a point. And Seattle has two games on them.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, they're very close for sure. So you, yeah. you know, I, I take back what I said. Yes, we lost four nothing to them back in October, but then we beat them in a shootout three two. Uh, december twenty eighth which I forgot about, and then this is the third and final match up here, so the rubber match to determine uh if the ducks or the Vegas Golden Knights are better, i suppose
1: <laughs> yeah and the the Golden Knights are interesting this season where they've been spectacular on the road um but uh the Vegas flu seems to be no more they're fourteen thirteen, and 0 at home interesting. But there's 16, 5, and 4 on the road. Wow. So, hmm. yeah. And, yep. uh, yeah, with that last 10 of uh, 3, 5, and 2. I don't know if we've had a show yet that I've called back-to-back Anaheim wins, but I think I'm going to do it. Really? Let's uh I'm going to go 3-1 for Anaheim.
0: 3-1 Anaheim. Already. So you're calling regulation win. Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> are you serious? Yep. Yeah, I'm serious. Wow, I'm serious, JJ. All right, all right. Um as serious as you are about those pictures of Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> I uh I you know because I would also feel weird about calling back to back Anaheim wins, and then we would also be predicting another three-nothing or sorry, another three-game win streak, which would, (laughs) it feels wrong to do. Like, seven-game point streak, yeah. and then two three-game winning streaks in seven games. Like, I guess it's not impossible, but I'm saying 4-2 for Vegas. Uh, All right. uh, Still a close game. Well, as close as it can be when you are the Anaheim Ducks, but I just don't. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, and then also, oh, you, you know, me. Vegas is kind of beat up, but they're still a good team. So, yeah, I, I guess for those that are unaware of what's going on in Vegas as well, uh, Mark Stone out with an injury. We kind of talked about that earlier. Um, Logan Thompson still having a phenomenal rookie campaign, and. Jack Eichel hasn't been super duper Jack Eichel this year. Like he's still been fine, but like I, I think he's still under a point
1: per game pace. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm just pulling up.
0: Well, you do that. Andrew says five four in OT against Vegas. Ooh, all um, right for for Vegas as well. So I, yeah, I could see that too. Honestly, like similar to Pittsburgh where a close game. We managed to take it to overtime, but just goes Mm -hmm. the other way.
1: Yeah, Eichel is still sitting. He's just below a point-per-game pace. uh, 34 points in 39 games played this season, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, his last five games, uh, no points in contests against the Arizona Coyotes, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, New York Islanders, and the Nashville Predators. Mm. Yeah, so the last time he oh. had a point was January 19th, so six games ago versus the Detroit Red Wings. He put up a single assist. Okay. The last goal that he got was against Florida on January 12th.
0: So almost a month
1: ago at this yep. point. Wow.
0: Which, to be fair, there was a, a bye week in there, but
1: yeah. Yep. Buffalo's wow. sitting pretty happy with themselves right oh, now. Oh, I,
0: I think so. I think so, yeah. And I mean, I don't expect this to last for Eichel. Maybe a little... Little growing pains with Vegas, but Yeah. We'll see. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting anyways. Um Yeah, let's uh wrap up the episode, I suppose. I don't think I've missed anything. Don't think we've hit it all. So let's Just uh the... do some what's quacking.
1: Yeah. Just the what's quacking. So this clip comes uh courtesy of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh this is um, you know, as usual for coaches, post game interviews,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a uh, little bit of an interesting, um, you know, slip slip of the tongue. Oh, not that's not what I meant to say by uh, Mr. J. Woodcroft last night when speaking about his uh, his team's performance, specifically uh, Jack Campbell, of uh, goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers. And just about his his game that night. So, yeah, let's uh, let's take a listen here to to Jay here.
0: We can't hear that.
1: Oh, we can't hear it. Okay, no, my bad, my bad. Give me give me two seconds here for the uh, the technical difficulties. Um, (laughs) In other words, a human error for for forgetting to tick the (laughs) checkbox. Exactly. Oh, there we go. It's because I shared it as a window, not as a tab. Uh, There we go. I see. I see. Now we should now we should be good. All right, here we go. 2 game that could have not been a five-two game if it wasn't for two big saves in the yeah. third period. How important were those in just stemming the tide? Of the-
0: yeah, I thought they were big saves. Uh, but I would say this: Jack expects to make those saves, and we expect Jack to make those saves. And
1: um, you know, I just think he's laying good de- good games down on top of. He's he's laying what now, Jay? Good, good what? <laughs> he's he's laying what? And um, you know, I just think he's. Laying good dick, good games down. Those words it, are not laying, close at all. It, no, not even close. Well, one more time here, and um,
0: you know, I just think he's laying good dick, good games down on top. He's laying good
1: pipe, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack oh Campbell did not start the season off great for the Edmondson Oilers. He started laying down some dick. And uh, sorry, sorry, some good dick, and yeah. uh, has has uh, you know done better in, in, in yeah. his last few games. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know See this is,
0: I know this is what's quacking, which is our Wednesday segment, but um, we're gonna we're gonna steal from the Sunday segment here. <laughs> and, you know, last night Jack Campbell just put up a big energy move
1: by just laying down some good dick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, as long as he's That's not doing stuff. it with uh, the Trevor Zegers action figure sex doll. Um. <laughs> oh.
0: and we've come full circle, everybody. <laughs> there you well go. done. We we set the whole episode up just for that. That was that was Nate's master plan all along. There, yep. we're gonna start with ty- uh, Trevor Zegers action figure blow up doll thing, going all the way back full circle to uh to jack campbell oh yes Ooh. well done well done thank you all right thank you um <laughs> well <laughs> nate if uh if, if people want to you know let you know about other players around the nhl that that might be you know having some or lay, laying down some good uh, good games where uh, <laughs> where can they do that at?
1: uh you can do that uh on Twitter at Tate T A T E N H O M A S.
0: Yeah. And um I don't know. I guess I'm I'm on I'm I'm I'm, I'm available on Twitter as well, not not for <laughs> any of those
1: uh, not he's, not for he's any, available uh, to also yeah. lay down some good pipe.
0: <laughs> Yeah, That's what I was gonna kinda gonna say, but I was like <laughs> I I really shouldn't. <laughs> that's but but you did, and I, I can't stop you from saying that. so. uh think... At oh, yeah, Carter a... underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Going
1: what back to see? the uh, the video the video dating, got <laughs> the cassette. There you
0: go. Yeah. All right. Have a good week, and Joe Dex go.
2: Dexco. <laughs>